0: Welcome to Friends Along the Way, a podcast exploring the faith journey of my friends and I. This is your host, Jesse Walker. Welcome everybody to another episode of Friends Along the Way. Today is episode 64, and we're still rolling. And I am Han solo today. Um, but it's okay because we just need to pray on this day. What do you say? Um. So yeah, going on it alone. Going, you can go your own way. I'm going my own way today on the podcast. Um. But I have a message to bring to y'all, and something that's just been going on with me is um. So I'll give you three scenarios, but one. So. Well, let's back up here. Spiritual warfare. That is the subject today. Dealing with spiritual warfare um, and specifically spiritual warfare that's happening in my life that I'm starting to recognize and being a little bit more aware of it recently. Normally I'm aware of it and normally I'm always usually going to the you know, if something happens, it's a spiritual issue. But sometimes I'm like, is it a spiritual thing or is it just life? But I feel like some of the some of this stuff is just um like a spiritual attack. And so let's begin with item number one. Item number one is my Jeep is still not fixed. It has been at the dealership for a several months, <clears throat> um, which sucks. I like. I think I had it for two weeks here in Cambria two or three weeks, and then I brought it to the dealership, and then it's been basically there since. So almost since I've been in California, it's been at the dealership. And the issue, as you guys probably know, is... The dealership back in Canada is supposed to pay for the repair that needs to be done because they failed their safety. So it didn't pass their safety warranty, which is 30 days safety guarantee. It failed. And so they are supposed to be responsible for having to fix it. And when I asked them, I said, will you guys take care of it in California? Um prior to me even signing the papers to buy this vehicle, they said, yeah, of course, it doesn't matter where it is. Um, if it doesn't meet its warranty, then we're we're responsible. We're taking care of it. I'm like, okay, great. So sure enough, it happens while I'm on my drive. And so they're supposed to pay for the repairs. They told me go get it done at... Uh, a Chrysler dealership near you. And so I did. And then they were going to pay for the repair. I said, do you, how do you want the, to do this? Are you guys going to like send the money? Do you? And they're like, oh, you, you pay it and then send us the invoice and we'll pay you. And so I do that. And now they're like, yeah, we're not paying you. I'm like, wow. And it still needs more work done. And, They don't want to pay it. They want me to send it back to Canada and then they'll take care of it from there. But they want me to bring it there at my own cost. It's like uh, I don't know if you realized but I just moved here like I live here. Why would I drive it all the way back? It's like the furthest dealership to go to you know, you have some people that you're like, you know what, I'll drive a little bit of a distance to go to this guy because I I know him and I trust him, but nobody drives 42 hours to bring it to their dealership. So these guys are a little crazy and it's frustrating because they don't want anything to do with it, even though it's their responsibility. And, you know, so that's been really stressful because I just have this charge sitting on my on my visa that I can't pay because it's a pretty big thing and they told me in confidence that they were going to take care of it and now they're not and so spiritual warfare going on there because it takes it's taking me out of my element it's not allowing me to be able to do the work that I want to I can't travel around here and do ministry stuff. I'm kind of like stuck in Cambria in my town. I can drive a little bit outside of it, but it's not like I'm driving a four-hour distance on these nice people that are lending me their vehicle. Um, So I'm not going to just rack it up with miles. So it affects me that way where I don't have my own vehicle, so I can't go and do ministry stuff. Two, it's also affecting me emotionally because these guys are driving me insane. Um, And the stress of that is pulling my attention away from being able to do work well, to be able to concentrate on the task at hand. Furthering the kingdom. And so it pulls your attention. So now I'm like. <clears throat> not. Not really getting done. What I should be getting done. And it's not really so much about. It's more like. Emotionally. And mentally. Being in the right space. For. To be able to do my job well. Um. So that is another thing. And then three is financially, it's like now I have I'm paying interest on this stuff. My credit card is like maxed out because these guys told me they were going to take care of it and then now they're not and you know I like it's just ridiculous. Um so yeah, this whole thing I just felt like I was just like, man, I cannot believe this is happening to me. Like, it's just every car situation of mine going to California, it's like it's been like an attack. So I don't know, maybe the Lord wants me to sell my car and just buy a horse or something. But, you know, the first time I tried to bring my vehicle through, the border turned me around. Um. Then finally I got it through, but then it got stuck in California, so I had to bring it back. And then now this time, um, it's a brand new vehicle, and it's broken down. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, the spiritual warfare is real. Then there's stuff going on at my church, as if you follow along, you know. Um, And so this, it's yeah, and then there's just a bunch of added stress stuff with big events coming up for youth, for the church, for um, just me in general. And so, not to say all those things are the enemy. But I definitely think that this car thing is. And the reason it is, um, I had uh, gotten a message from my friend, and they're like, hey, I don't know why, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this video. So they share this Instagram video with me, and it's like this um, Scottish guy. I don't even... Know his name. let me see if I can find it here, but um the daily prophetic is is the guy's thing daily prophetic I'm not even sure what his Craig Cooney is his name and uh so he has this word, as you could probably heard, just a tiny bit of him. He's got this, uh, like, a Scottish accent or something. But he uh, he had this word, and the basically, to sum it up, is the enemy is targeting people with a sniper rifle. And, you know, he has a lot of different weapons he can use, but specifically in this season, he's going after... Uh, the prophetic, and people in ministry, and it's with a sniper rifle. The reason it's with a sniper rifle is because a sniper rifle is very targeted and zoned in, and it's like one shot at a time. So it'll be like, take the shot. You're like, oh dang, that came out of nowhere. What is going on? And then You finally catch your breath. You make it through, and that's the reload phase, and then he shoots at you again. Like, you know, it could be the same situation. And you're like, I thought we just dealt with this. What the heck is going on? And then you work through it, and then you get through it, and then all of a sudden another shot comes. And it's different where, like a shotgun, you would shoot, and it you know it would just like the shot would spread and um you know just kind of like uh shoot out verse and like be spread out versus where um a sniper rifle is very targeted in one bullet um and it's really aimed at a specific spot so the enemy is attacking people with a sniper rifle and um, when my friend sent this to me I was like okay well let's check it out but it was that during that reload phase where you're like okay I think I finally made it out and then the second shot comes and you're like what the heck And so I felt like that, where it's like, okay, I'm doing good. Then all of a sudden something happens and you're like, what the heck? And then you get through it and you're like, I think I'm doing good. And then all of a sudden something happens and you're back at it again. And so that part really gripped me. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think this guy's right. The enemy is targeting people specifically. And there is like, you know, this slow kind of torture of you're going up and down. And the Lord doesn't want us to be in that in that season in that phase, and so I talked about that today at at my youth group, <clears throat> talked about how the enemy is trying to attack us, spiritual warfare you know we're not we're not fighting a war that is a flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual war and um And so I talked with that with my kids, my youth kids, and then talked about putting on the armor of God and how we have to constantly have the armor of God on. We don't take it off. I like to say that it's very comfortable armor, Uh, so it's not like you take it off before you go to bed because, you, you know, the helmet might not be very comfy trying to sleep with, but you can sleep with this armor on. It's supposed to stay on and remain on. And a lot of us end up either not fully suiting up or we take parts of it off during certain seasons. <clears throat> and the enemy will target that because he sees, oh, they're weak in one area. They don't have that piece of armor on. And he'll target it and be able to pick you apart. And... um and so we need to guard up, we need to armor up and protect ourselves. But the reason I thought that this um, this video by this Craig guy was accurate was especially because the day after um, I had this dream... And in the dream, I was, like, at this gas station getting gas. And all of a sudden, there was, like, this shooting happening in the street. The shootout happened. And then the people involved left. But then all of a sudden, there was, like, this guy. And he had three other people with him. And he, like, approached and I was like, oh, this guy's like a bad guy. He knew he's a bad guy. Especially because his face was just a black skull. And he was like all in red. He had a black skull as his face. Like not a mask, but like this was like his face. Like this. It was like a skull that had been like burnt. Like charcoaled up. And... He's like, "Hey, don't anybody talk about what you saw. Don't tell the authorities what you saw. If you do, then we're going to come after you." And to show you we mean business, look at this. And then <clears throat> I had a Jeep in the uh in the dream, and it was a red Jeep, and I see him, he grabs this gas nozzle and starts spraying the, the car with gas and then i'm like hey hey don't do that like don't do that to my vehicle <clears throat> it's not even mine i'm borrowing it right now because my vehicle's like not doing well and then and he doesn't care and he just lights this thing up the car explodes like the car's totaled and i'm just like what the heck And then I ended up waking up from the dream, and I was like, man, that's crazy. So maybe it could have been stress from this, but I had a dream prior to moving to California that I'd seen these four guys show up and, like, suicide bomb this church. And then they showed up the very next day, and everyone was like, what the heck? And I go, and I was like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, yeah, we're here to disrupt the ministry going on. And so in that dream, there was four guys, and there was one leader. And then in this dream, there was four guys accompanying this leader. And so I'm like, man, this, I think, is some principalities. um, And they all answer to this guy. And so I feel like this dream... In the dream, it was kind of the Lord showing me and confirming, being like, this is some spiritual warfare stuff going on. Um, And, you know, in some lights, it's very minor, but um, that minor thing can really turn into something bigger um, and really mess with you. And so I, too, need to check my armor to make sure I have all the armor from the armor of God on so that I'm not weak in an area, so that I'm not missing something in an area. But I also need to start praying more and spending more time in prayer in this, um, about this situation. And so I need to pray more about it and, um, really get on my knees and humble myself before the Lord and start praying and not to cease praying. You know, Daniel is asking the Lord for an answer to his prayer. He wants to know what the next move is. And he's praying, and he he prays for 21 days. On the 21st day, an angel comes and says, Hey, I'm here on the messenger. We got your prayer request on the first day that you prayed in heaven, uh, and we were bringing you the the request, the answer, and then we got in this battle with this uh, prince of the kingdom of Persia, which is like a principality. He ends up fighting like these principalities, uh, and it holds up the answer for 20 days, and then on the 21st day, the answer comes through finally, because Michael the archangel came in to help with the fight. And so, sometimes we pray for stuff, and we don't see the answer, and we just stop, and we need to continue to keep praying for it no matter what, continue to go after it no matter what. And... um pray against these situations and continue to pray until it's resolved because your prayer could be held up and uh, you just got to keep praying just keep praying So don't give up keep the faith, keep going Um, keep your armor on and yeah just get yourself in truth and uh, yeah so That's kind of what I wanted to talk about with the spiritual warfare, kind of what's been going on, what I'm seeing, So, and I feel like that's for a lot of people, it's going to resonate, where it's like, you've got that up and down, and it just continues to be like that, and I feel like the Lord's saying, no, it's not supposed to be like that, and we become complacent and just say, well, I guess that's life. Um, but I don't think that's really a great thing to just agree with. Um, no, that can't be, that can't be, um, the Lord's plan for my life is continuous battles. I know that we're going to battle and we have issues and things like that, but, um, Yeah, I feel like there's but there's specific things where the enemy is really hitting you. And so maybe if we can start praying against these things, um we won't have to battle as much. We won't have as many ups and downs. Yes, we'll still have the ups and downs of life. But we might not have one big issue that we have to deal with because it's a thing of spiritual warfare. So, let's be praying for that, and um, let me just pray. So, God, we just pray for everybody listening right now, Lord, that if um, they're going through the same situation where they feel like they're being pinpointed um, and attacked by the enemy, Lord, we just ask that you would give them the strength to just continue to move forward, to continue to take ground, to not let the enemy snuff out who you're calling them to be. That you've called each and every one of uh, the people listening into um, into a calling. That everyone has a calling. And the enemy knows how dangerous we are when we step into that calling. So, Father, we just ask that you would just encourage us to step into it, to keep moving, to resist the devil, um, and then he'll flee. That's what you said, Lord. So, Father, we just ask for um, just favor and blessing and for people in certain areas that we just rebuke the enemy Of anything that he's targeting on our lives, we rebuke that in Jesus' name. We break off those targets in Jesus' name. And we put on the armor of God in Jesus' name. I had just seen this picture of this fork, and it was golden. And it was like had some really nice designs on it, and you know I kind of thought of you know the golden spoon, but I felt like um the Lord is saying to somebody that um he's given you this golden fork that it it is a part of um your inheritance and being a follower of God in the family of God, the royal family of God that um, you get to dine like that. And I felt like somebody was thinking that maybe um, they don't or they deal with that identity or that issue of being like, you know, God's giving me that authority that I am a part of the royal priesthood, that I am a part of God's family, which makes me, if he's the king, makes me a prince or princess, um, if we're part of his family, then we get to have things like that. We eat from golden forks or a golden spoon. Um, so if anybody is is having an issue with accepting that fact or stepping into that truth... And, Father, we just ask that you would just give them grace and that you would love on them and just continue to teach them about your truth, about your authority, about the um, spirit of adoption that you've placed on them, that you haven't just taken them, but you've signed a contract that they are now part of the family. And they do deserve everything that um, a king would give to his his son. So Father, we just release that over over those people that are listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright y'all, I hope you have a great time listening to this and we will catch you on the next one. Alright. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Friends Along the Way. Be sure to follow and we'll catch you on the next one.